Friends, we have been looking at different hymns of our faith, and today we are doing a take on the hymn, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. And part of that chorus is, Crown Him Lord of All. And this text from Philippians is where they get the language of lordship used in the hymn. So listen now to the second chapter of Philippians, verses 5 through 11. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, Jesus humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend on earth, in heaven, and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we pray for your spirit, for your spirit to be in every word spoken and for anything that is human to fall away. We pray for your spirit to open our ears and open our very hearts so that we might hear you speak your word of love and grace to us this day. Amen. It's hard to talk about just one part of the book of Philippians. I think I'm going to just have to talk about the whole book. Because so much of what the book addresses is boiled down to these passages. Remember that Philippians is written at a time when the Apostle Paul is imprisoned. And not only that, but Paul thinks he may not get out this time. He may not live. This may be his last letter to a church that he loves very much. And so he, he takes all that he has to give them and puts it into this letter. Actually, these verses 6 through 11 became a hymn that was sung in the early church because these verses remind us of the truth of who Jesus Christ is and who we should be. And so Paul, right off the bat, has two things he is concerned about. The first is unity. He loves that little church, and he knows that he will be gone soon. Later in the second chapter, he tells them, you will have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, meaning simply, I won't be here to guide you anymore. You're going to have to figure out how to be the church on your own. 
and he worries that they won't be unified because if the church cannot be unified, they're just not going to survive. It is the number one concern that Paul has on his heart and mind. And so he tells them to be of the same mind as Jesus, who did not regard himself as better than others, but instead he humbled himself and he was obedient even when it meant death. All of our problems as human beings, all human beings, all of our divisions, the only way we're going to overcome those is if we remain rooted in Jesus. And so that's what he tells them. And then he reminds them that they're going to have to live their lives in a manner worthy of the gospel. That's what he tells them. You have to live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel. Now, that phrase, live your life, meant a very specific thing to them in the first century. That phrase, live your life in the original Greek, is rooted in the word polis, which means citizen. What he's saying to them is, you should live as a citizen worthy of the gospel. He'll use that word citizen again later at the end of this book of Philippians when he tells them to never forget that they are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. So why use citizenship? It's because that's something they were very familiar with. They lived in the Roman Empire. To be a Roman citizen was one of the highest honors that you could have. It meant that you could participate in governance. It meant that you were protected by the empire in a way that people who weren't citizens were not. Frankly, friends, if you were a citizen, you were considered better than others. And so when Paul says to them, live your lives as citizens worthy of the gospel, he's turning that idea of citizenship upside down. He is saying, you know, Jesus is God, and he could have thought much more highly of himself, but he didn't. Because he loved humanity, he came to us as one of us. That's what kind of citizen Paul wants us to be, one who thinks less of ourselves and more of other people. He also turns the Roman idea of citizenship upon its head because he firmly believes that instead of being protected, that we should be like Jesus and we should be obedient, even if it puts us in danger even if it means that new church is going to be persecuted, which it most assuredly will. And so when Paul speaks of living life in a manner worthy of the gospel, when he talks about claiming Jesus Christ is Lord, they know exactly what he means. Because after all, they're told they have to say that the Roman emperor is Lord of all. That's who they have to bow the knee to. And Paul says, turn it all upside down. You're going to live in a new way as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. That idea of lordship 
we know what it means, but what in the world does it look like? We are a people who have confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord, but if the Gospels tell us anything, it is that our belief and confession should evidence a change in our life. We should be a sign of grace to the world out of our gratitude for what has been given to us. So maybe to understand lordship, maybe the term citizen doesn't work so much. Maybe it looks something like this. In the late 80s, there was a young man named Jerome Robinson. He lived in Durham, North Carolina, and he was 20. And he had a great job. He was an OR technician at Duke University Hospital. He was engaged His fiancée was pregnant with his son, his first child, six months. They had felt the baby moving. And so one weekend, Jerome and his fiancée are invited to the senior center where they're going to have a party. His mom invited them to come down. And at the senior center, there was no drinking. There was music and eating. But later in the night, a group of teenagers came and they were drinking, and they were causing a lot of problems. And so one of the seniors comes to Jerome, because he's young, and they say, will you go and ask these young men to leave? And so Jerome does. And suddenly, everything is turned upside down, because these young men start attacking Jerome, and his fiancée, there is a huge brawl. And finally, they leave, and Jerome's fiancée is in such bad shape, she needs an ambulance, and they call the ambulance. Jerome walks the two blocks home to get cleaned up, and then he calls the hospital to see how she's doing, and they say, she's going to be fine, but the baby has died. And in a later interview, Jerome said his whole world stopped right then. And he walked to his closet and he got two guns and he went and found those boys and he killed them. He said that one act of violence would pale in comparison to what was to come. He went home, he turned himself in. And he was sentenced to 30 years in prison. And he said if he thought that night had been violent, it was nothing compared to the violence he would experience in our prison system. He learned early that to be violent was the only way to protect yourself in that place. And he says, I became really good at it. I became really good at it. So much so that extra time was added. But finally he is released. And he takes that violence out into the world with him. Someone offends him. He brought violence to their lives. Someone hurts someone in his family. He brought violence to their lives. It is a language he learned. And he learned it well. So about five years later... When someone comes to him and tells him that his very favorite baby sister has been murdered, his first thought was, give me the name. But something had changed for Jerome. 
He was a citizen of a new kingdom. He was a follower of Jesus Christ, and he was trying to live his life in a manner worthy of the gospel. And so he realized that all of those old ways were no longer at his disposal, and he did the hardest thing he has ever done. He sat in the house and did nothing. And when they finally caught her killer, just a 17-year-old boy, he again remembered that he was trying to live his life in a manner worthy of the gospel. And so he began to visit that kid in prison every week. And I don't know about you, but I like a pretty bow on the end of any story. I would hope to hear that the kid he is visiting is so changed committed himself to Christ, and Jerome says it simply wasn't true. He goes back every week, and the kid is angry, and he asks for money and nothing more. But Jerome goes week after week. Maybe living our life in a manner worthy of the gospel is to remember that we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Or maybe it's to remember that there are times when we have to do the thing we most do not want to do. When we don't do the easy thing we have always done, but instead we do what Christ has asked us to do. Maybe living our life in a manner worthy of the gospel simply means that there are times when we have to do the thing that goes against the grain of our sinful humanity. I'm grateful that I don't live with the kind of violence in my life that Jerome did. But I'm also grateful because it makes me think, am I living my life in a manner worthy of the gospel? Am I saying no to the easy things so that I can more fully become a disciple of Jesus Christ? Those are questions we all have to ask because guess what? We're all working out our salvation with fear and trembling with Jesus Christ as the model for our faith. And so we ask the question, where is our citizenship Who is our Lord and Savior, and what does that even mean? It means that we follow in the way of Christ, that we are humble, that we are obedient to God before anything else. And if you're like me, you'll fail at that over and over again. But we continue to cry, try, because God's grace is always available, and the Holy Spirit is always working to build us anew. Thanks be to God for a new way to live and a challenge to be people who are worthy of the gift of the gospel. Amen.